of the Pulse this week. Me and Stone sitting here, kind of dropping a little bit of value nuggets on you this week. I think we're going to go back into what we were talking about last week, right? right. Which was the nine to five and actually just showing up and how that amounted to your success. And Sure. If you guys are watching this right now on a social channel or you're on iTunes, Stitch, or wherever you're at, do me a favor and share it for us, please. Um, this week, we're going to talk a little bit about something that's awfully cliche at this time of year is right. business planning. Business right? planning. So we're going to get into how John structures his business in a little bit, how he pays himself out, yep. what are some of the uh, things and measures he put in place up front so that he makes sure from a, from a tax situation and sure. from a monthly standpoint, he has enough cash flow that he can withstand good months and bad months, right? Yep. I want to get into this thing real fast. And John and I were just talking about this. What if I told you that you could build a predictable business in real estate? You see, so many people, and I believe this, and I think that you believe it too, is that people just show up to work and they don't, they're confused. They don't know where to start, Correct. right? And so I'm going to give you a business plan. So if you have a piece of paper and a pen, just start taking notes. I'm going to show you how to make six figures in this industry, right? It's very, very, very simplistic. I think sure. so many people complicate it, right? Yep. So Stone and I are going over the numbers. I want you to write these numbers down. If you want to be a $100,000 earner, sure. I need you to first decide a couple things. What's the percent of income you're going to get from listings and mm -hmm. buyers? Would you agree with me, John, that in your early years, you were more of a buyer agent than you were a listing agent? You know what? Actually, that looking back at it, I would say yes. Okay, <clears throat> I was, um, and I think this is how much I didn't really know. What <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't really know about. Uh, I mean, again, I just kind of got into the industry, fly by night, right? Again, we go back to the conversation though about how you've structured your business, a referral agent only, right? right. And so. If you're, this is more for the people out there that one want to go from where they are and they want to duplicate the, or they, they want to compound the business. They sure. want to go from a two hundred thousand dollar to a four hundred thousand yeah. dollar. You might be confused on how to do it. The math will take care of itself, right? Sure. Or you're just starting and you're like, crap, am I going to be able to make this a living? Yeah, and of course in the book, you know, that I was reading, it was you want signs in the yard, right? You want yep. Signs in the yard, signs in the yard, because the hope is obviously somebody's going to call on that sign mm -hmm. and maybe you can pick them up as a buyer. Um, so yes, of course my thought was like, okay, signs in the yard, signs in the yard, I'm gonna get a bunch of listings. Right. Well, that, uh, I mean, obviously didn't happen right away. So right. yes, to answer your question, uh, with all the conversations I had, it just happened to be where, you know, thankfully they needed to buy something, which yeah. was good. Then I put them on my list and hopefully come back to them. And you're probably seeing at this time in your business that those people are turning around, right? And correct. You know, probably that's exactly right. moving up or they're down. That's exactly right. Downsizing. I was always told, and just for people that don't, uh, maybe know this or haven't been told this is. Um, you know, at least the buying cycle, I mean, I think it's prolonged a little bit, yep. you know, from, it was kind of always like that three to five years potentially, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to, okay, Hey, you're going to get those people back again that are going to either buy up or buy something different or, um, you know, if they're married, maybe they've got a kid, uh, right. now that's gone a little bit more. I think it's kind of like that Association's five, a seven, right? I was going to say five yeah. to seven. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, you know, I've been doing it now for nine and a half, almost 10 years. Yeah. So yes, I mean, I'm starting to get that, turnover. see that turnover. It's exactly right. So again, if you're new to this business, or maybe you're struggling, or again, maybe you're really, really good at this business, and you're, you know, you're 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 doing a lot of retail volume, sure. and you want to increase that, I'm going to give you some simple, simple math. This comes right out of Gary Keller's Millionaire uh, Real Estate Agent book. 
let's go back down to the $100,000 number, right? You can compound this if you're using a million dollar in gross revenue or, uh, or gross commission income, whatever it is that you want to do. Maybe sure. it's less than $100,000. I don't know. But for simplistic reasons, let's keep it there. So on your piece of paper, I want you to first decide what percent of income is going to come from listings and buyers, okay? In this scenario, I'm going to just say 50-50. Right. Now I need you to figure out what your average sale price is. Do you know what your average sale price is right now? I mean, you know, uh, as as uh, since I'm so I good, I know, no, I love this because yeah. truthfully, guys, I am so bad at because um, this is the time of year, right, yeah, where absolutely. we start to plan for 2018. So I should know this, Josh, like off the top of my head, yeah. and I don't. But the last time I did look at it, it was around 225. Okay, so for this marketplace, we're in Indianapolis. If you're looking outside of you know a different right. marketplace, obviously the number could be higher or lower, whatever. $200,000 is the average list uh, price and the average buy price, right? And that's yep. closed price. Not what I take them for, but actually closed price Correct. and closed escrow with that. The next thing I want you to look at is your percent on commission, right? Because that fluctuates for extremely sure. what Jeez. we're going to make, right? Yes. So in this scenario, I'm going to say 3%. Industries or marketplaces are changing. I totally get that. So we're 50-50% buyers and sellers. We're an average sale price of $200,000 on both sides, and we're an average of 3% commission on both sides. You following me? What if I told you to make $100,000, all you have to do is sell 16 units at those numbers? It's a staggering number. Right? Yeah, it is, actually. So you look at it, and we'll go into another conversation, not in this podcast, but you look at the general working days a year. Right. right? They're probably somewhere right around 250, 270, sure. right? Sure. Take your weekends, take your yep. holidays, holidays, take your vacations, vacations away, right? Sure. What if I told you in those 250, 275 days a year, all you have to do is sell 16 units? I don't care if you're new in this business, tenured in this business, whatever it is, that number's not that big. Right? It's really not. Go look in your local MLS mm -hmm. and just go for go back to close and yep. go back 30 days and tell me how many pieces of property sold. Now it's gonna tell you a number in the thousands, probably let's just call it a thousand properties. There's two sides to every property, right? There's a buy right. side and a sell side. There's yep. two thousand units that sold mm -hmm. in one month. Can't you just get a little sliver of market right. share, right? So I'm not saying that to make you feel bad or anything. No. I'm just saying it's simple, right? It, it, and also, it just it can happen. It's yeah. not it's not as Anybody big of a it's not as big of a number as you would think, right? Because everybody looks at what number? This number, well, the hundred thousand. Yeah, oh exactly. my gosh, how am I going to get to hundred yeah, grand? Exactly right? right. So if you look right. at the sixteen number, it makes it more manageable. Now I want to go into some simple stats that Gary shares with you in that book. He says. Now, out of every listing or every buyer that you take, right, they, they sign the exclusive right or right. they sign a buyer broker agreement with you, 80% of those people will close. Now, meaning properties expire if you have them as listing. Sure. Maybe they change their mind. Uh, on a buy side, maybe the fan financing falls sure. through. Maybe they have a change of heart, whatever it is, right? 80% of those people will sign. So here's what I need you to focus on. This is the most important number. You need to take 10 listings and you need to take 10 buyers because 80% of those right. numbers are the eights, right? right? And that's going to get you to the 16 right. that you need for the year. So you need to take 10 and 10. If 100% close, you just made more than 100 grand. So good job. The next thing that we wants to look, he wants to look at is from, a, um, from an appointment standpoint. So John is really, really good at prospecting, let's just call it expired listings. And right. so is Josh. And they don't work at the same companies together. John gets a listing appointment with Mary Smith down the road, and I get a listing appointment with Mary Smith down the road. Right. Somebody's got to win that business. Sure. You or me, right. right? Would you agree? So Gary says that 80 you'll win 80% of them if you're a good listing agent. Sure. So you go in there, you sit at the dinner table, you go through your you know listing presentation, 
Mary Smith says, you know what, John, I want you to be my realtor and right. sign on that exclusive right. So 80% on both buyer and seller that even if you don't do it yet, you should be consulting with your mm -hmm. buyers before you take them out. So um, I'm going to give you a last number here uh, that I really, really want you to pay attention to. It's the number I focus on it the most, and, and John knows this because I like to prospect. But I say this, if I have conversations with buyers or sellers – 3% of the conversations that I have will decide to do business with me in the next 12 months. Now, it can be 12 months from today. It can be two days from today. It can be 10 sure. months from today, whatever. In the next 12 months, those people that I have conversations with will decide to do business with me. So I know this. I need to have 72 monthly contacts with a buyer or seller, whether it be a FISBO expired, a business partner, sure. uh, a family friend, whatever it is. I need to have 72 contacts a day. If you want to break that math out, I don't know what that is on 20 days. A year, but it's less than four contacts a day, right? Or 20 days a month. So let me ask you this. Right. We talked about nine to five last week. Given the math that I did, could you have four conversations a day? To make 100 grand. To make 100 grand. Yes, the answer is yes. Could you have 200? Could you have eight to make 200? Right. You see what I'm saying, guys? So the math is really, really simple. I'm going to go into um, how John structured his business and we'll, we'll bring in some. Uh, some guests for this as well, but John's been lucky enough, um, I shouldn't say lucky, persistent enough to have really built a business. And so talk to these people, when you're making this kind of money, what are some of the things that you have to do to make sure that you're, one, covering your liability with taxes, mm -hmm. and two, make sure that you're cash flowing, because that $100,000 could come in the form of May through August. Yeah, so you come in like three months. <laughs> you know, and then you're gotta, like, yeah. uh, left with your hand in your pocket so, in December. I remember when I first started, uh, the accountant I had, uh, and this was just a, a personal account, really wasn't a business accountant, um, just someone that did normal, just personal everyday uh, accounting, said, whatever commissions you do get, make sure you put 30% of that commission set aside. Yep. Put it in a separate tax. I mean, I just put it in a separate account. Yep. And I just, with my bank, I just labeled it taxes. So literally, every commission that I had, for that year, I would just put this money away, put this money away. Well, then come towards the end of the year, obviously, you, I, I went back to him and he did his taxes. Uh, and obviously, I had a little nest egg obviously left over, which was yeah. nice, yeah. right? Because I just got accustomed to every single commission. And I'm telling you, guys, gals, listen, watching this, you have yeah. to do this. I hear so many stories. And like, I'm not making this up to where people will get into the business um, and like, I don't know if they just think you, hey, we're don't in full commission, taxes. you don't pay taxes anymore right, uh, yeah. because you're not um, working a normal job where they take the taxes out for you, where at the end of the year, all of a sudden, all that money that you have made is either spent on expenses or you all of a sudden may have this great month and it's yeah. like, well, I'm gonna go buy a new car, a new car or a new vacation, TV or whatever. vacation. Um, <clears throat> If you're just now starting out in this business, or even if you've been doing this for a long time, uh, people will tell you, you just have to set aside that number, yep. okay? Because what happened was, uh, just let's just say numbers. I'm going to throw out numbers. Um, I, I think I vaguely remember I had about twenty-five or $30,000 mm -hmm. in that account. Well, thankfully, my taxes weren't that much. Right. I think I had to end up paying like fifteen or 16000 Well. Then all of a sudden, in my accountant, which I loved at the time, was like, leave it in there. Yeah. Don't touch it. Okay? Yes, I had about fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 left over. Don't touch it. Yeah. Leave it in there because 
you just never know what's going to happen. It's full commission, right? So where we are in Indiana, Indianapolis area, um, we, we experience winter, okay? So we've got a December, January, February that typically is slower months around here. Uh, then all of a sudden you're going to pick up, obviously, when weather gets a little bit nicer. Um, so you can essentially leave that money in that account just for, again, taxes at the end of right. the next year. Or if you have to go dip into some of that during those slower months, you you've got a nest egg. I think one of the things John's really talking about here is pick a number, right? Like right. I know with uh, with Trump's um, uh, repositioning of the tax and sure. for corporation things, things are you know in the movement of changing whether and we don't know exactly, or, yeah, but it's going to happen. You know, as a corporation, one of the, and first of all, they need to consult a tax person because John and I are not the person. Well, yeah, to talk about this. <clears throat> for sure. One of the things that I want you to look at is when you start making a certain amount of money, it starts making sense to start start setting up your own LLC and filing as S corp and those sort of things because there's a lot of tax shelters that you can go mm -hmm. to um, that are going to lessen the burden than just a 1099 yep. um, uh, independent contractor. So consult a tax person. But one of the things I want you to say is pick a number, right? Like. John, I got myself into that issue. I remember, you know, really not knowing, dude. I sure. just went out. I was like, all sure. right, my job is to sell a bunch of real estate. So that's what I did. And I made a bunch of money. And then it was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I didn't save any money for taxes. Boom. Get hit with like a $35,000 bill. And it's like, oh. Yeah. Right? So, but like what John's telling you guys is make sure that you pick the number. But first and foremost, just go talk to a tax person, a CPA, right? right? Like it's right. not going to cost you anything. You're going to be able to... Um, you know, lessen the blow, so to speak, but only do it if you're starting to pay attention to these business plan things that we're talking about. You really, really need to figure out how to make yourself a, a predictable business. Yeah, and it's funny. <clears throat> it's funny that this is, and I love this topic um, because truly, this business, guys, is just numbers. It is. It's I mean, numbers. sales. I, I think Anything. in general, yeah, is absolutely. just numbers. And one thing that I did not do was this. I yeah. didn't look at numbers. Yeah. I never really sat down until I was probably three or four years into the business. Because another little bit of advice that completely changed my world, to be honest with you, and it was something very, very small that I got from Peter Dunn, a local guy here, Pete, Pete the Planner. He's fantastic. Um, to be able to see an experience drop in with him. Yes. Um, is... You know, when it came to the money that I, um, the money that I had, forget what I put away in taxes, right? right? So whenever I just had expenses, I just kept going to the bank. Yep. <clears throat> I just kept going to the bank. I remember reaching out to Pete and I'm just like, man, this is just like, I'm an organized guy, yeah. right? I don't like the chaos, and which is so funny because this business sometimes can be that, uh, just total yeah. chaotic. So what he told me to do, what I thought was just one of the best pieces of advice and business advice, and this is for real estate, this is anybody in full commission, just jobs, is set yourself up on a salary, yeah. okay? So I went back, we looked, I had a session with him, I looked back at my numbers and gosh, at the time, I think I was like, okay, I, I can put myself on a $30,000 salary. salary. Yeah. So what happens is you get start to be, you get paid every two weeks, yeah. right? So I'd never been, I mean, other than my first, I think, job um, out of college where I got this paycheck, right, every two weeks that you're always yeah. used to getting or, or what you're like set up for in college is like, oh, this is what, you know, this is like the normal thing, right? You're going to get right. paid every two weeks. 
And you can set up actually, guys, you can only get paid once a month if you want. Well, and to. I think this is a great way to go into I love it when people tell me, well, I don't want to get into sales because what? I want normal sales. I want, normal sales. I want that to make sure the consistency. Yeah, right? I want that consistency. I want my paycheck every week. Well, <coughs> the way John's explaining it, you right. get the paycheck every couple of weeks. Because literally, guys, for the first couple of years, like I said, I just was like, oh, I've got a mortgage payment. I, I need to go, hey, can we transfer money? That's what I did. I go, and I'm sure these bankers hated me. I mean, I was literally in there at least once a week. It was yeah. like, hey, can you transfer biz, our money from my business to my personal? <laughs> what for? Well, I got to go pay a car payment, right? Yeah. So he tells me, hey, get it, um, a set salary, pay yourself every two weeks. Guys, that literally, I, I think if anything, was just a mindset. Well, now you live on the 30 grand. Right. And that is true too. Right. Um, but it was a mindset of, okay, hey, I've got this normalcy. Right in this job that's really full of like chaos. Not, yeah, it's chaos. I mean, it's not normal whatsoever because right. of how we get paid and how just yeah. kind of the sales cycle works. So that was huge, 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 huge. Absolutely. If I can pass it on to anybody, um, so here's I'm what I want to extend before we wrap this up. And I hope you've stayed with us. I know we're taking 15, 20 minutes of your time here. I want to pass an invitation along. If you're a real estate agent right now that's um, happy with where you are, struggling with where you're at. Uh, first of all, understand that it's a safe environment with me. I don't care what brokerage you're with, but I want to extend an invitation to yep. sit down. We go over this cool little worksheet that I have here, and I can just kind of show you. Um, that's all the numbers you'll need. Yep. It'll take care of your taxes. It'll take care of your expenses. There's a lot of stuff that talks to you a little bit about what your performance goal is. Mm -hmm. Are you on target to hit those numbers and that sort of thing? So I'd be happy, more than happy, to sit down with you, talk to you about your numbers. Maybe we can look back in the past of – um, you know, where your good months are, yeah. do you have seasonality in your business, those sort of things, and really put a game plan together for you going right. into 2018 or 2019 or whenever you want to do it. Um, I'd be happy to share you this business plan. All I need you to do is comment wherever you're at. You can send me an email at josh at movewithnest, john at movewithnest. Yep. Uh, you can call me, whatever it is. Follow us on the nestology.com, and I'd be happy. Happy, happy, happy to sit down with you and just um, yeah. talk to you about these numbers. I think it's very important, uh, not only for you and your business, to make sure that you have the confidence to keep pushing through and you know keep breaking down barriers, yeah. but for you and your family too, right? So you have some of that. Because <clears throat> honestly, guys, not to go back to this, but looking at these numbers, even when you know I first started, I really thought it was almost I'm like, how in the world, mm -hmm. right? Am I going to sell? enough houses to make $100,000. It's a scary number because that's what you look at. Right. You don't look at, what if I just told you this? Oh, you have to sell I know. 16 and I, homes. I, I mean, literally Boom. none of this was ever, I mean, again, because I just kind of did this so backwards, right? Yeah, yeah. And where I was just kind of looking at this gross number, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, 100000 And again, probably it was that three or four years into it, I finally sat down with somebody. Yeah. And we just literally did this. We did this exercise. Yeah. And as a as a broker here with Nest, it's one of the things that we extend and imitate. You have this whole spreadsheet. Yeah. There's 45 tabs on this yeah. thing. It's going to give you a whiteboard and your financial statements. Literally, I plug all my stuff into this stuff yeah. and I hand it to my CPA at the end of the year. It has everything that I spend for business. has all my mileage, See, all that. It's perfect. So, it's uh, huge. I'll leave you with this, and it's a Benjamin Franklin quote, quote, if you fail to plan, mm -hmm. you are planning to fail. So, yep. guys, get on it. I know it's cliche at this time of year, and everybody's got these quote-unquote like New Year's resolutions, and I'm going to do better and bigger things next year. I hope you do. Right. Um, let's start that process now. So, yep. John, I appreciate it again. Absolutely, time. buddy. All right, guys. We'll My be pleasure. back next week. Take See you guys. Out. Bye.